Well, my shower broke during the recording of this episode, and I can only assume that Jamie was able to do that with her mind because she did not like the fact that I wasn't crazy about this movie. Jamie? Yes. Let's go watch Labyrinth. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Jamie, <laughs> let's go watch Legend. No, that's not right. I am in an echo chamber. Oh, Jamie, let's go watch The NeverEnding Story. to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast, and every other week we watch a different movie from the 80s, and then we talk about it. My name's Doug McCambridge. I'm one of your two hosts, and with me as always, riding a giant... I what Dragon is like the third a dragon thing dog. I would think of. Right, it's a dog. dog. All right, it's a dog. Because he's drag. got weird scaly. I didn't realize as a kid, I was like, something Ooh, is yeah. wrong with that dog's skin. <laughs> it looked like these giant... Pearls hot glued onto this thing, and I'm gonna say that's probably what they did. <laughs> I mean, probably not real pearls, that's very expensive, but yeah, that thing. I think because of the dragon skin, I think that's the dragon skin, and it's a part dog, yeah. I don't think um, they needed to do dragon. that. Just keep it an adorable yeah, dog. I think Just... they should have kept it furry, yes. furry with a long dragon body. We didn't need the weird scaly skin. It just is very no. off-putting. When very that off-putting. Get, there are yeah. certain parts in this movie. I love it when <laughs> the narrator is like, after several days of being unconscious. I was like, wait, what? Several days of being unconscious? Yeah, but those little hobbits were taking care of him. Those little gnomes. I, I, I felt like I was in The Princess Bride then. Like All I could do was, because I don't have the nostalgia that I think a lot of people do with this movie. Oh, right. It just kept feeling, like from the jump, I was like, oh, it's Labyrinth. And later I was like, oh, it's that Tom Cruise legend movie, but his uh, that legend balls movie, aren't yeah. hanging out at every right. instance. I liked it much better than a legend. And having never seen legend, but seen Never Ending Story before, I um, mean, I, I reflected too on legend. Legend was just... Mm. Saying you liked anything more than legend isn't saying much for whatever movie you're talking mm. about. <laughs> I'd put a lot of stuff above legend, honestly. <laughs> There's less bubbles in this movie than legend. Less <laughs> bubbles. So sure. maybe that's the only thing legend has going for it over <laughs> any other woodland creature fantasy puppet movie. I don't know how to categorize <laughs> this. But anyway, we're here to talk about I almost said legend. It's not legend. It's, it's a different not legend. story. Yes. Because it's... Oh, uh-huh. sorry. I have to do it every time. Turn around. I don't know the word. Oh, okay. I should save this for your bathroom break. Sorry. <laughs> it was like every now and then I feel... A... No, no, that's not right. No, but that's... similar. Similar Just kind lyrics. of the 80s energy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we were talking about the never-ending story. Uh-huh. From, oh my God, I didn't write the year 84, down. 1984. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson, German director. It's a German book. Is, is it really? It's a, I think so. This is a book book, right? 
Book book. Okay. That's why yes, we're yes. doing it for Children's Book Week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not just a movie about a book. It's a book that has a movie uh, about a book. It's a book so about complex. a book. It's very layered. a movie about a book about a book. Okay. And we're doing it for Children's Book Day? What is it? Children's Book Week. Mm-hmm. Book Week. Scholastic. Get your orders in. Yeah. But before we start, there's a couple things. Um, you want to put on your bald wig haircut? Your your uh, uh, your, uh first of bowl all, haircut. I was gonna say I'm already rapidly <laughs> losing my hair. I did. I'm pretty I did. much. Wait, what haircut? What are you talking about? It came out all kinds of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a bowl cut, but that doesn't make sense. What are we talking yeah, about? The, the little boys oh. got that weird bowl cut happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to beat this kid up too much. I mean, this is this is prime. No, he's fantastic. Yeah, this is this is prime 1984 kids haircut. Like this is yeah. just a generic. I want my kid to look like a child who is not recognized on the street. What haircut do you have for him? It's great. It's yeah. great. It's got the long, big, thick bangs. Yeah. But I will say this: for some reason, our $15 pledge levels on uh, Patreon are flying off the shelves. Wow. Uh, between this recording and last recording, we had two of them snapped up. And I can only assume it's because at one point I mentioned that we would be willing to do two-part TV mini uh, miniseries. People jump for that. Right. They go crazy. They get a whole list. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't <laughs> say this to, you know, try and, I don't want to say trick people into giving us money on Patreon, but... No I did limit the amount of those because oh. no offense to our listeners. I just don't want you to pick all the episodes we do through an entire year. So I think there's three or four left. So Okay. okay. So snatch them up if it means a lot yeah, to you. If that's yeah. something you're interested in. And, and remember, if you do the $15 thing, you get to choose an episode for us to cover every year. Annually, we'll give you a month. You pick a movie. Or apparently a lengthy TV series. And we will talk about that. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we're on Patreon. We're on Facebook. All that great stuff. We have a website. And people might not know this. We have a YouTube channel. We do. I was very excited that I got that up to date and then never talked about it on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But if you find Good Times Great Movies or GTGM on uh, YouTube, you can subscribe to us. And we would really appreciate that. Yeah, we love it. We thank you for your subscriptions yep thank you for the subscriptions to all, all the, the things. things where you subscribe <laughs> to us this is the long this is a longer opening than usual normally we kind of get right into it um i have another question for you mm-hmm. about this movie okay i looked it up before i started to watch it you and uh, i got something that told me it's an hour and 42 minutes i mm. then rented it from amazon and i was watching an hour and 33 minutes Cut. I think I got an hour and 35 on HBO. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> so there's three cuts of this movie <laughs> apparently floating around out there. Okay, I just wasn't sure because, spoiler, <clears throat> there are times in this movie where things just jump randomly, and I was like, am I getting a weird cut? Or is there this is weird cuts. Like there, a kid's I noticed... movie, so it's got to be as streamlined Yeah, as so possible. they didn't know how to... Yeah, there was a couple of weird cuts. I had seen this movie before a couple of times, so yeah. there was a lot... <clears throat> there were some things that were interesting, again, to watch as an adult and remember differently. Um, there was only one, and I'll mention it when we get there, there was only one thing that I 
in watching this that I was like, I don't remember that. But it wasn't even that big a thing, and it might have just been because I was a kid and I don't remember it. Wow. But I hope it has everything to do with Major Dad being this kid's dad. No, wait. That, okay, so that, that okay, this okay. beginning, this very, very beginning yeah, let's get into okay, this. Let's go. This, I wanted this beginning to be a movie all to on its own. It is. It's an after-school special this is what it is. relationship between yeah. this kid and his father is amazing. This kitchen scene I don't remember at all, but yeah. But before we get to the kitchen scene, we have our beautiful um, opening sequence, which we get to listen to our wonderful titular theme song. And it's really just that whole song with clouds, right? Different yeah. color clouds, different trippy clouds. We're in the sky. We're baby plumes of smoke. Once yeah, it almost looks gone, like, but... like dry ice in <clears throat> slow motion. There's really cool colors. Yes. Uh, there's something about this movie that that at times kind of looks great the whole way through. I was about to say at times it looks great, but all their fantasy stuff is really cool. And you can tell it's just such a crazy limited budget. Like there's matte paintings all over the place. And then, you know, the sets, I was very impressed. When he got to the, I'm going to call it the swamp, the sad the swamp. The sorrow, yeah, the sorrow. Yeah. Swamp of sorrow. I, I was like, how big is this set but you know it's one of those things where they're like you know they probably call cut and they're like now you have to walk from this direction sure the background's the same but we'll move the camera it looked amazing like i was really really impressed with the yeah i thought so too i thought so too that was another nice uh thing that carried over as an adult watching it again i'm like but the quality is not like again we're gonna end up comparing to legend and all those other fantasy movies of this time but legend had a cheesier much more dated feel to all of it right am i right legend looked but like I it think... was all shot on a sound stage like a, everything about it like the makeup was amazing and and tim curry is that devil monster oh was yeah so tim cool. curry was great but i'm yeah. talking about the scenes with him out there in the woods and shit yeah the, like tom cruise skipping around a sound stage with big plastic trees like it looked super ridiculous compared yeah. to this yeah. yeah no this was really really pretty uh -huh. but, um but yeah, before we get to these pretty scenes, we're introduced to our um, Bastion, our, our lead character, our little boy, um, waking up from a nightmare in his room. I thought, going... I thought the nightmare was just the clouds. Like The nightmare was just like, those clouds are too trippy. The lighting is crazy. I don't even know what to do with them. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and his name is Bastion. Yeah, okay. not Sebastian. I thought... Maybe the baby princess at the end of this was just like giving him a nickname. Oh, giving him like a little bastion. A little bastion. No, I think his name is Bastion. Okay. Yeah. All right. He wakes up and he goes into his kitchen and it's just him and his dad because we learned pretty quickly that his mom has recently passed away. First of all, what is this shake that the dad is making? Did it's you not see a shake. Sh it's raw eggs. Raw no. eggs and orange juice. It's, he puts it in a blender. And he drinks it without making a face and it's it's one of those things where i'm like major dad is doing this in real time like there's no cut he just put eggs in this two right orange juice blended it up and is having the most serious conversation with this child while he drinks this gross concoction <laughs> that he just made up no i feel like raw eggs were a thing like didn't rocky eat raw eggs or something that's like a, it was a that's thing. a rocky thing like it's a it's a protein thing i guess but it's not good for you, doesn't it? Say everywhere shouldn't consume these raw things. Like plus, 
you know, if you're doing that every day, that's a lot of cholesterol too. Oh, but also, you might want to watch your cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, Major Dad, relax. You were in the military. Shouldn't you know that this is bad for you? But he's probably doing push-ups and sit-ups. I was so excited when I saw him. I was like, is this kid's mom going to be Delta Burke? Because I would take that. <laughs> and I like to imagine poor Delta Burke passed on, but she was this kid's yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. And it, they, you, I, you don't get any other indication, but you assume that they had a really sweet relationship and him and the, the dad kind of doesn't know what to do with him because the dad is like, kind of has this heart to heart with him while he makes this disgusting shake. <laughs> Just him drinking this. And I, I wrote my I, notes, first like, I couldn't even focus how insensitive the dad was because I was like, oh my God, I was no. like gagging. I, was, I wrote in my notes, nobody is addressing this. This kid isn't saying a word about this. Major dad doesn't even like put it down and be like, oh, what am I doing? What was I thinking? I should have no. cooked these. And like, I'm just, we're all just having an off day, son. Right, that would be so <laughs> yeah. great. But it really is like, this is my morning routine before yeah. I go off to whatever job I have and leave you alone to just be like, yeah, I don't know. Don't be late to school. And the kid's like, well, I wasn't late yesterday. By that time, his dad's already He's gone. He's already gone. Well, and the dad already also explains to him, like, so he goes to this thing. And again, obviously, his mom, the wife, has recently passed. And the dad's like, yeah, I know. We're all going through some hard times. But, uh, oh, because Bastion says, I had another one of those dreams. Right. And the dad's like, well, basically, he's like. You got responsibilities. We all have responsibilities, and we have to put our feet on the ground and think with our heads. Yep. I imagine he's just rolling his eyes, going, "Is that one of those cloud dreams? Do I have to hear about this from this kid?" Yeah, exactly. He's like, "This is why your mom was so good because she would listen to you." Blah blah blah. The kid also, Bastion doesn't look any more than I'm gonna say between eight and ten. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's fair. I'd say probably ten, more so than eight. But yeah, no, he's 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 a young kid. Uh, I think another thing that sort of hit home and made this tough for me to watch this time around was when the major dad goes hey your teacher called again and said you're not doing your math homework i was like oh that stings so much like, <laughs> the amount of times that happened to me as a kid that really that really hurt the math homework especially yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah math homework, yeah. any kind of homework I don't, whatever well and also his dad is like i heard you didn't try out for the swim team i was like this kid's a baby like what that's exactly why i brought up his age because the dad makes it seem like he should be more responsible and signing up for the swim team i'm like swim team what Where? elementary school and, swim and they team live in new this? york city i mean maybe <laughs> it's not like he's in a private school that may have a olympic sized swimming pool in I, it. you would think he would say well swim team i don't know the dad was insistent that he join it Mm. No, it's it's really bizarre. And like you said, it's kind of like start facing your problems, kid. You know, like your dead mom. I got to go. See you later. Bye. Have fun. Yep. Like yep. that's really. And like you said, he tells them don't skip school again, but leaves before the kid can even be like, but I didn't skip yesterday. Yeah. Like <laughs> because he's clearly out all night when he's reading this book and keeps himself in the attic. And there's no concern. There's no like at the end. Where the dad's like, oh, gosh, you're here. You know, I found you. Nothing. 
Major yeah. Dad wanders out of this movie and into Major Dad, I think. And, like, that... and we don't even see, maybe he's the nothing. Maybe he's the wolf. I, I almost, okay, all right. If you want to get deep with this, I think we can. <laughs> but I almost feel like Major Dad, like, during this scene, there may have been more to it, and he realized how little he was getting paid, and he probably just <laughs> left the scene, walked off set, got in his car and left. And they were like, it's well, like, I guess this is it. That's all we got for him. We got to just use what we got, I guess. He's also drawing unicorns in his math book. His dad's yes. like, your teacher said you were drawing horses in your yeah. math book. He's like, oh, dad, they're unicorns. Very, like, yeah. Yeah. Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. thing to say. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, so, yeah, this kid, this is a child who has had a parent pass, and it doesn't seem as though... Anyone is acknowledging this, cares about it at all. Yeah, the dad's never like, well, we'll, we'll get you some counseling yes. for that. He's just like, you got to stop daydreaming and start uh, start start fixing your problems. He tells them, <laughs> you have to stop daydreaming and start fixing your problems. You know because... what works for me? This egg shake. You want me to make you <laughs> one? You want me to whip you up one in the morning, kid? It is, well, and I love it. It's such a weird problem to not address because again there are no details given like maybe the teacher could give this kid a pass on this math test it feels like it's a pretty raw death but yes, so yeah right. you would think the teacher would be like listen i know that your wife just passed but he's having a hard time with math maybe you know what i mean yeah somebody the teacher could have cushioned like, the blow I a little caught bit caught him first of all he's not doing his homework also he seems to be drawing horses in his books like nothing, no, no empathy, no nothing. No. It doesn't seem that way. Doesn't right. Seem I mean, we don't way. know what this phone conversation was like. I like how we're spending most of this conversation <laughs> on none of the fantasy parts of this movie. We're really just trying to get to the bottom of this dad's beverage right. choice. We'll be an hour in, and we'll be like, and then he flew a dog around. Can we wrap this up? Uh, yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> no. So uh, he does live. It's a very busy city. And the dad just left him, and I guess, you know, he's a city kid, so he's going to walk to school. Sure. Um, but right away, this you didn't remember this when he's picked on by the bullies and they throw him in the trash? Nope. These three bullies, these awful, awful kids, um, and you, your heart goes out to this kid. I've never been thrown in a dumpster before, but these three bullies chase him, pick him up, and uh, toss him this in the dumpster. Is, yeah, this is like comically severe bullying. Mm-hmm. I like how they, they call him out and they're yelling, like, give us your money or whatever. whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Give us your lunch reaction, money. And listen, if there are any kids listening to this that are currently bullied, here's a little tip for you. I don't really know from personal experience, but don't run down an abandoned alley. Like, you yeah, need that's not witnesses good. around. Like, do not Well, there run are. When he runs direction. down the alley, there's a couple people that look, but oh, they're yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And like whatever kids. So maybe it's around. kids playing games. Yeah, I don't know. But they yeah. they throw him in the dumpster not once, but they try to get when he gets out. They <laughs> try to get him again. Out. I was like, don't all you have to go to school? Yeah. Like, don't you all have to be I at agree. school? Mm-hmm. These kids really do just look like kids. They're like, eh, I'm not going to school today. Let's skip school and pick on this dumb kid. And pick on and this they really kid. Do. With they his they basically try and throw him in twice, but. Luckily, a second time he ducks out into an old bookstore. Yeah, and then we meet uh, another bizarre character. Just mm-hmm. in and out of this movie, the same way Major Dab was. Yeah, yeah, little creepy old uh, Carl, I think is his name. Yeah. He walks in the bookstore and he closes the door, and the guy is like, "Get out of here!" 
uh, I don't like kids. Go away, <laughs> basically. A, this interaction between these two is great. And he starts naming the books he's read, right? right. Bastion oh, is yeah, like, yeah. no, because oh, because he makes the joke, the older man, which is so funny, because it does kind of relate to like. Nowadays, when you would tell kids, like, what do you know of a book? Like, you know your <laughs> iPad and you know your you know, yeah. device. He starts saying, what do you know of books? You wouldn't be interested. Go to the arcade. That's yeah. down the street. That's where There's you need no to be. There's no bleeps and blorps uh, yeah. and boops <laughs> and lights in here, you dumb kid. And the kid's like, I read books. I like uh, Robinson Crusoe or whatever. Uh, this Robinson guy, Crusoe. Hey, hey. <laughs> this guy apparently runs a haunted bookstore is that fair to say the way that he describes the books this kid it makes it seem like you don't want to read these because you'll die well this book in specific specifically the book that he is reading because he's like what are you reading there he says oh this this is no ordinary book this is a book that is and you could see why i wonder i want to know so we get to see what bastion's never-ending story is yep i what's carl's never-ending story I imagine it's the same exact thing, but Carl's so then what's, there. So, because this is something I didn't realize as a kid, but yeah. it should have been obvious to me, but I wasn't thinking that way, that Atreo was Bastion, right, in the story. That's another thing that I was a little confused by, but but go ahead, please lead but, this to Carl. So what, <laughs> who is Carl's Atreo? Like, who's the warrior version in Fantasyland of that bookstore. I'm pretty sure we know the answer to that. It's Wilford Brimley. Like, there's no no question. You look at this guy, and he's like, if I was just a shade more handsome, I'd be Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Just uh, possibly a little more athletic. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's exactly who it is for this guy. All right, okay, you, you you've got me mildly convinced there, yeah. But his adventure, <laughs> I think his is it's it, right. Each fantasy, each person's is their own. Each never-ending story. Yeah, right? yeah. It's his not a adventure. Choose your own adventure is, yeah, his a... adventure is like walking from his living room out onto the front porch and sitting on a rocking chair. Or Maybe something. that's like that as... is the never-ending story. Like he has to get there, <laughs> or the nothing will destroy his farmhouse, or something like that. <laughs> Well, he gives, he heeds a pretty heavy warning to this kid that this book is just too, he says, you know, those books, how that you have those characters in those books and you don't become them. You could close the book or no. He says, do you ever become that character? And Bastion's like, yes, that's my, the best part is that you could be the, the characters in the book. And he goes, yes, but you could leave them. And Bastion's like, well, it's just a book. That's his dad's side of him coming out, you know, this very pessimistic right. kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's it's one of those things. It's almost like a it's almost like a thing to trick a kid into reading a book where he's like, you don't want to touch this one. Remember, don't read it after dark. It's super scary. I'll just leave this here because did you listen to his phone call at all? The only reason oh, I yeah. listened to it is I had the subtitles on. No, I did. Like, I because I wanted be, to know. Yeah, this guy's like, it's going to be 300 375 it's very expensive and it's, and it's not going to take be in months for about five to get days. yeah it's good no i thought it was like a couple of weeks months, that it was going to yeah, take yeah, yeah, to to get there yeah i guess his he's got a books and the person who calls he knows he's like yeah hey yeah hey what can i do for you yeah i listened in on the phone call cuz i was like what's what kind of this guy's like running an illegal bookstore right <laughs> like he's 
He's getting things in where these different countries. Mm-hmm. They're very they expensive. Shouldn't be sold to the public. Sure. This is not a place for children, of course. No, but, but I do like how he steals the book and he leaves him a little note. Like, it's a very sweet book back. Don't worry great. about it, man. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. probably will. He knows how important books yeah, are. Yeah, sure. And you get and this like twinkle in this guy's eye. Like, mm, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say that warning you said that was a little ominous where it's like, well, what are you telling a kid that for? Of course, now the kid's going to want to take the book. But he's got a twinkle in his eye like that was his plan right. all along. Um, I do like to imagine this kid's reading this book, and at one point he's like, why was this old man so interested in this yeah. story? So he runs into the school. He's got his, he's got the book now, and it's zipped up in his little uh, hoodie. And he runs into the school, and he kind of takes a minute, and he looks into his classroom, mm-hmm. and I love it. Math test. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a great little voiceover, because we wouldn't know what's happening in this scene. I love how there's the one empty desk sitting in the front. Yeah. And the teacher even like looks at it and shakes her head a little bit. <laughs> like, I just called that kid's dad. Oh, he's still not here. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely not going to class now. He can't, didn't want to take the math class. So he goes. The, the key for the attic, first of all, as we discussed earlier, I think we discussed this um, while we were recording. There's an attic in this school. Very strange. I didn't know. I mean, I don't know many school storage, I guess. Yeah, the attic. inner city school, which appears to be maybe two stories at the most, has a barn, rustic, like a rustic barn attic. Yeah, yeah. It It is so weird. But you're right. He just like, the key is just there. Like... Almost like a break glass to pull the yeah, fire alarm. Yeah, sort and it's of already kind of waiting for him. And it's it's kind of like he's done it before. Like he knows yes, where to get the key course, in yes. and go. Um, I like it where he. That's he why he doesn't think this place is first. scary. He's like, oh, I get to hang out with my skeleton friends. Yeah, exactly. My animals. <laughs> he's too great. busy at the book at first to notice all those things. As soon as he gets upstairs, though, I'm like, kid, this is not your typical. Like, again, if we're gonna have an attic in a school maybe there's old textbooks i would i would give them a costume box or something like that for the theater program at the school but there's a skeleton like a skull yes on the shelf speaking of costume box this reminded me this felt to me like the same school as in prom night two yes where they had the haunted basement with the haunted trunk in there with the trunk that she was inside yeah yeah i think this kid goes to the same school this is what the attic looks like that's what the basement looks like you're right you're right we're getting all different views of the same school this is where his part of the story is going to begin this is where the magic happens he begins reading this book oh we can't forget to say that this book has this beautiful um cover like a seal uh, on the cover yes intertwined snakes Mm -hmm. and it's magical super magical looking yeah yeah it looks like one of those books that should have like those metal locks on the sides yeah i'll give you that sure but i mean we're immediately into it this movie this movie that we've taken uh i what what 45 minutes to get through the first five minutes of this movie I was going to say, this movie wastes no time getting to it. We're the ones But we do. We're wasting a whole bunch of time. This kid's life, blah, blah, blah. His dad appears to be horrible or at the least negligent. He hates Mm -hmm. school. There's bullies. And then, boom, we are transported to goblins and giant bats and super fast snails and a giant rocket. Like, it comes at me where I'm like, this is not how this book starts, right? Because I feel like I'm already in the middle of a movie that I've not been watching. 
Well, and kind of you are because yeah. these guys, when we meet the, um, who is it? It's the the rock eater and the night hob and oh my I don't know god, the you other have their names. All right, I did not listen. Most of these, at least the rock eater comes back, but these other dudes, they are out of this movie. Well, we see them while. wave to him in the finale there when he's all right, that riding all over Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I, I thought. See, I forgot too. Then I remembered. Like when I first met them, I'm like ah, these guys. And in watching it again as an adult, I was like, oh, are they part of his adventure? And then when they left, I was like, oh, no, I forgot. It is. It's just a Treyu yeah. journey, really. Because that's what but, I was thinking, too. I was like, isn't this about a boy going on an adventure? Like, who are these weird little goblins? No, like, I remembered them, but I didn't remember if they were a part of the adventure. I'm like, do we see them the whole time? And thankfully we don't because I don't know if I could stand that one witchy one looking, licking lips things that uh, he does. <laughs> eyebrows? Yes. That guy? Yeah that, yeah, that guy was a little creepy. Like, he's... He's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> like, there's I don't something, know. Yeah, that, that makeup, that well, is not a hero. It's pretty great. He, he flies a narcoleptic bat around. His bat, that is his means of transportation, is always Sleeping asleep. constantly, but still continues flying. Like, so, yeah. Very yeah. weird. There's the other short guy that rides yeah. the snail. And then there's the rock eater. The sweet rock yeah, eater. Yeah, the rock eater's all upset because... His land of rocks used to have rocks, but now it doesn't have rocks. And hey, you have some rocks here. Let me eat rocks. And we'll talk about rocks for a long time to start. Well, and the rocks fall because he's such a. That's what happens. These two are kind of camping out with their um, riding partners, I guess you could say, or their their vehicles, their animal. They all have their vehicles. Yeah, Yeah. the rock monster rides like a a big wheel, basically. (laughs) Like a big. A giant scooter that has like uh, a steamroller at the front. Yes, of it. in the front of it. But and I the... just don't understand what's happening. Because the rock guy's like, oh, all my rocks are disappearing. You guys still have rocks. And the other two are like, oh, that's so weird because other stuff's disappearing. I guess the world is ending. Oh, I guess that's why we're sent on this mission. Like, it's like they don't sort of understand what they're doing or why they were sent here until they all sit around and go, Oh, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Like, well, I think the two know when the rock guy comes, they're not quite sure because he comes right. with a lot of a. Baggage? He's a big rock. Well, they're on a mission, I guess, and they're not sure if they should share their mission. But you're right. It's like they have a group discovery. Well, then this is what we were all doing. Let's go and do it now. Yeah, so, it really is like they all just forgot what was happening until this rock guy showed up. They're like, oh, yeah, we got to go to that ivory tower. We got to totally keep going. We got to meet up with the. It's the Empress. They all want to talk to the Empress because the lands in which they were from have been uh, disappearing to this awful. Basically, it's like a storm. That's the nothing. I don't think we need to describe what the nothing is because nobody in this movie bothers to try and describe it. It's evil that will destroy everything that's it like that's it that's all you need to know it's a big evil thing that needs to be destroyed it's all the negative thinking basically the evil the 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 people that don't believe that don't sure you're being the nothing right now no i'm not (laughs) trying to dismiss the nothing i'm just saying it's a nothing it's just and the person that can help they believe is the empress so off they go Mm -hmm. to the ivory tower Mm -hmm. and it is it's just a giant ivory that looks miles tall yeah and they kind of get up at least the bat guy like kind of gets up and he has bat peeking in the window peeking in yeah and 
we don't see the princess for most of this movie. No, we don't meet her till near. Yeah. It's just this old guy who can barely deliver his lines. This guy's like, oh, the princess. I love it when he's like, it, this is not what he says, but he basically, because you see this cast of characters. The, the whole, you I, get to see the, the people of Fantasia. I love the melded are. face people where yeah. it's like the two faces. They basically have three eyes and two mouths and everything. It's pretty cool. But he yeah. And then there's the up. giant head people. There's the people with just the giant <laughs> just, heads. It's just like Mardi Gras giant heads in yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But he basically gets somebody who's like, oh, our world of freaks will be destroyed. <laughs> our world of freaks. And everybody's really upset, but he's like, I don't know. We sent for, now I'm not even doing the old man voice anymore. No, no. He's I like, don't know. We sent for Atreyu. He's a great hero. He'll be here any day now and he'll save us all. And of course, we know, we think we know as the audience that Atreyu does show up, but nobody's convinced. Oh yeah, Atreyu does show up. He's, um, yeah, he he's he's very unique, this, this older man with his horn head and his long beard and his sorcerer's outfit. He um, looks like a mix between like something that would be on Star Trek and like one of the guys in like the old Japanese Kung Fu movies with those big, Oh giant yeah, yeah, with those long beards. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, he he shares the news. Oh, well, part of the news is besides that they're waiting for this warrior to come, this Atreyu warrior, who hunts the purple buffalo. The princess, the empress, is dying. That's, she can't save that. Oh, yeah, that's the big problem. Yes. It's not that the world might explode. It's that this baby princess might die. Yeah, she she is in a bad way. She Mm -hmm. can't help them. They're all there. That's he's like, I know why you're all here. It's because you want her to help you. Well, guess what? You're shit out of luck. Right. Because she's I actually you came from all corners of this weird place, you big heads and three eyes. But <laughs> sorry, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's and pretty so, much it. Yeah, that's how and he says, but that this warrior will come and hopefully he uh-huh. will save us. At the same time he talks about the warrior hunting, um, being a buffalo hunter and Bastion looks for a while we're like deep in the the story Uh right the fantasia story but then we'll peel back and see what bastion's up to and he's checking i think his lunchbox or his backpack something has a buffalo indian sticker on. right yes i love how this kid uh basically uses the the directions in this book to tell him when he should be eating because he does try to eat something he's like wait i can't no i don't have time i better get back in oh here. no and at one point it's because... stops to eat and he's like all right great time for me to eat now too he takes his cues for snacks because he's yeah. in it he is the story he is a tra- and that's the thing that really confused me because in my mind again don't have the nostalgia with this movie watched it once a very long time ago I was so shocked that Atreyu isn't this kid, that it's not the same actor. Like, I I thought that was what this was going to be. Oh. It would just be him oh, dressed no, like a Native American. Obvious. No, that's too obvious. No, I know. Obvious. <laughs> You're making a movie for children. <laughs> Make it obvious. No, no. No, I, I really did. I really expected it to be this kid with, like, a different haircut and dressed as a Native American. But, no, it's a, it's a completely different Actor. Yes, you, I can't believe that you thought that uh, it would be All the right. same kid. Listen, don't make fun of me. I know, I'm not. I don't know a whole lot about the never-ending story. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because 
as a again I didn't just watch this but I watched this a lot through uh, we had it on VHS and I'm not gonna lie I had a little girl crush on Atreo he was super cute uh, he's way hotter than this nerd yeah exactly he's, he is cuter sure. than Bastion <laughs> So yeah, I was glad that they made the choice for him. There's a, there's a lot of like when he shows up, he's like, "Hey, dude, I am Atreyu. I know you sent for me because that's my name." And there's a whole lot of like, "Oh, you can't be him because you're a boy." No, that's my name. You can't be. No, no, no. She sent for me, but I don't think you're. No, him. but it's great because because he's like they're doubting because he is a kid because he says, "You are a child." Yeah. It, we're looking for the warrior. And he's like, well, I'm the only Atreo in town. It's, yes, for Atreo, you got me. And, you think but this big-headed freak over there is going to yeah, exactly. do Do you see anybody in this group that's going to do better? Look at these monsters. <laughs> I'm your best bet. My horse is parked out back, so I'm good to go. You think the fast snail and the midget man peeking <laughs> in are going to do much? I don't. The guy flying the sleepy bat? No. Maybe that rock monster. He seems pretty tall, but near the end, extremely depressed. <laughs> very down. And on he's himself. like the lion, like the cowardly lion. Yeah. He's just sad and, and scared. And the battle back and forth is so that because Atreyu is just like, well, if you want me to leave, then I'll leave. If you yeah. if, if I'm not who you're looking for, and then he's like, no, no, stay. We, we're desperate. There, <laughs> so <laughs> there are certain reactions just because we're cutting from the story to the kid reading this. There are certain reactions from the kid reading this book that I oh. find hilarious because I have never read a book before. And at one point he screams because he read something. And I was like, I've never felt that way reading a book. And at this point he even looks up and goes, oh, it's a book. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> it's like, okay, you just uh-huh. read that. Like, I don't know that you need to repeat that again out sure. loud for yourself. You're not an avid reader. No, you're right. I've never read a book and yelled at somebody or yelled at myself. It's like when you're watching TV or you're watching the game and you yell at it, you know, like you want the players to do. I think it's a certain personality. I have so many questions about this world and what is happening. When he meets that turtle and he's like, did you hear the princess is dying? The turtle's like, yeah, I know all about that. I'm like, how? Because he's the how wise did the turtle. turtle? Hear about this? This is just happening. But he now. knows all. The turtle, he's like billions of years old. He's so connected to the. To, Fantasia and the people and the emperors, of course. I know. Right. I but get we didn't it. meet okay, the fine. we didn't meet yes. the turtle yet because he hasn't but. agreed yet to go on this journey. But now he does. The 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 guy tells him um, the empress's PR. I guess is yeah. like. I mean, he finally um, convinces him. Like well, he tells him he's like it's dangerous. You yeah. might not even do it, and um, I can't guarantee that you're going to be alive when you're done. It's, it's pretty much, I did not write this verbatim. Let's, you know, I paraphrased. Mm-hmm. But he kind of asks him, he finally convinces him that he is a Treyu. He's like, all right, you can go on this quest. And he's like, all right, I'll go on the quest. Uh, what is it? And he's like, um, it's no biggie. It's just you have to save the entire world. And also leave your weapons. You don't need uh, yeah. this at all. And he's like, you got to go by yourself. You yeah, bring your weapons. And I love it. And and he kind of gives him like an out. Like, so if you still yes. want to do it after hearing all this, let us know. And Atreo's like, gives him his weapons and is like, I'm down. Let's do this. You see this uh, flimsy bow and arrow that probably wouldn't do anything anyway? You can have it. That's fine. I don't, don't need worry it. About it. I'm on my way. Yep. And then he gets he gets given this magical necklace, the orange, yes. which is the same symbol 
that is on the cover right. of the book. Exactly. Um, yeah. And now, now we've gone through, we've seen a bunch of sort of um, studios and, and sound stages and stuff like that and things that were set dressed really nicely. I like the fact that he now for a while rides his horse through like real landscapes, oh, but there's beautiful. like weird things superimposed. Like at one point there's just these giant crystals and it looks really good. Like it, yeah. it looks for the, the technology of the early eighties. It looks really, really great. I was I was very impressed. Anytime I saw like stunning matte paintings in the background, I was like, I know it's a painting, but that still looks really, really I good. Know that, like, look, yeah. yeah, he rides off into like, well, and you, I guess he's riding into, it's a beautiful musical montage. montage. There's some groovy jams while he's riding on. Um, but you're right. Also, huh. I just wanted to mention very quickly that we also have a narrator for some reason during this that jumps in from time to time. At this point, the narrator says something like, meanwhile, and then it just shows like a scary monster with teeth. And it's like, monsters are scary. Now back to our regular <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, cause you, you while he's, um, he's riding through, I guess the different areas of Fantasia right. that haven't been taken over by the nothing, these beautiful landscapes, the nothing, this wolf creature, this, scary monster is chasing him. Uh, I'm sorry. Why aren't you saying the name of this monster? Is it because it's garbled nonsense? It's very difficult to say the word Gamork? Gamork? Gamork. I was like, how? That is an impossible word to just sit there and Gamork. type out. Gamork. Here's, here's what I did find really funny as you write your notes by hand. Yeah, I do. And I type my notes out. Right. Um, I am not saying at all this is why this character is named Atreyu. But other than the A, the rest of the letters oh, are yeah. aligned at the top right of the next table. to each other. Like, it got so easy to type after a while. I was like, oh, this is just, all right. They're all right here next to each other. It's a warrior's <laughs> name. That's why simplicity in the typing. Come on. I don't know. I was thinking it later. <laughs> Although then I was like, Gamork, I'm all over the keyboard here. <laughs> Gamork, 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 Gamork. All right. That's. There's no Gamork theme song. Sorry. Nope. I just went with it, though. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the Pink Panther theme song to Gamork? <laughs> oh, this is crazy. So we do, we spend, we spend the smallest amount of time with this kid at the beginning when it, when it all seems to be fine. Like, we don't know how long he's ridden with his no, horse No, but it's everything. lovely. You get to see him and his, he's got a, like a great long haircut that it flows and um i mentioned it earlier unlike tom cruise he is wearing pants we don't oh, have to worry about we, i appreciate know, child that very genitalia much. No. sneaking out in this movie they stop much like um tom tom hanks much like tom cruise <laughs> <laughs> um he stops at this beautiful like uh, uh kind of creaky river yeah. thing and and sits with the horse and communicates but again I felt like his moments here were much, they were just prettier, better done, if you're going to compare yeah. to Legend. Anyway, anyway. But there was more, um, there was more like emotional stakes or, or he had a better rapport with this horse than <laughs> Tom Cruise did with Mia Sarah. Like I, it felt more real. I, that's it felt more I'm, natural. I agree. I agree. It is sweet. He feeds his horse. Oh, come on. What do you need? What do you talk to him real sweet? You're just getting to see the first best parts of the journey, really. As we all yeah. know, when you start a right. journey, it starts out easy and fun. And then all of a sudden you start going to do the hard work. Oh, right? it ramps up and then it's just 
test after test after oh, test man, after this test. This kid, he better like, revel in that ease in the but beginning. But it's so fast that at the last test, I was like, oh, that was it. Oh, oh, okay, we're oh, we're done with that. Okay, all right, fine. Oh, yeah, let's just yeah. let's go. Oh, it just really just is. That gun, yeah. It it ramps up so quickly because they're in this wonderful meadow. Then he rides a little bit, and then they're in the sad swamps. Yeah, and they're muddy. They're so muddy. I remember yes. as a kid watching this movie and wanting to, like, play in the mud then. Um, oh, some, yeah. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, now as an adult, it looks like the most com- uncomfortable thing to have to shoot this. But as a kid, yeah. you're like, where can I find that amount of mud? That's amazing. I mean, the 14th time that turtle blows him into the mud i was oh. like okay this is a bit much now but again as a kid you think it's hilarious each time he falls down from the boogery sneeze i uh, am sure i forgot how quickly this very very sad moment comes on wow yeah. you and me both because this is a even if you have never seen the never ending story and you're just listening to us talk about it for some reason <laughs> um you know this, like you know this scene. You know yeah. that this kid's poor horse dies in this swamp. It just sinks down like it's quicksand. Oh, and he's trying and, to save it, and it yes. doesn't get saved. Oh. But here's here's what I'll say. Perhaps this is when I I like that I have some distance here, and this I didn't watch this a lot as a kid. I could see as a kid this being a devastating moment for me. I was like. Thank God that horse died quick before I had any attachment to it. Oh like I my did not gosh. I'm not saying I didn't feel anything, but I was like, I just met this horse. Like I don't have the attachment that this kid does to it. And I didn't know it was so quick in this movie. I knew it was coming, but yeah. it shocked me how fast it was. I agree. I agreed to the latter that it was shocking to me how quickly it came on. Because I thought we had a little more adventure. Just like I thought when we first met that crew, the snail rider and the rock. I was like, are they with us for the whole thing? Oh, no, that's right. They're not. I forgot. Oh, yeah, the horse Artex isn't with us for the whole thing. He just... So as they're marching through this mud, you could see it's not easy and it's hard. And I, does the narrator come on here and say how the mud... Or maybe it's Bastion doing the, over, the voiceover. How... It's no, mud. he's just crying. Like, he can't, this kid cannot keep it together. Of course he is. So they talk about how the mud, it, it's, it'll kill you, basically, with its sadness. The sadder you are, the more right. that you'll... And if you feel the sadness of the swamp, then the swamp takes over you. Which tells me that this is a very sad horse that just... <laughs> that's... I read it as Atreyu just murdered his horse by no, being sad. No, not at all. See, Atreyu, because he's the warrior, he knows what sort of mindset to be in, right? Because he knows he's got to complete this mission. And he's this trying, just, he's encouraging his horse along. He's a sad horse. Oh I think the horse, horse has had such a rough life. He's got a lot of empathy. Life. That's what it is. It's an empathetic horse. Oh my God! I did not. I did not even think that that's what was happening right here. I just thought it was muddy and the horse just sunk down. I wasn't thinking that it was a sad horse. I was thinking that the horse was feeling emotions and <laughs> okay, all right, uh, yes. And then how do you not get emotional? This kid, this boy, and if you have an animal, a pet. I mean, I don't. I I love horses. I don't have one, but it made me think of my dog. And I'm like, oh my God, if my poor dog was like drowning in mud and I couldn't save her. How sad that I would, would be. be horrible. Yes, yes exactly. and to watch it like that, like he's pulling on the reins and screaming, Artex, please, you have to move. And the horse is just looking at him and his big teeth keep coming out. And then, like you said, Bastion's crying on the other end. And oh, 
Yeah. You just feel it. And if you don't, you're the nothing. I think I'm learning what I am through this, <laughs> through this episode. But he can't be sad for too long. Actually, he can be sad for a question mark amount of time because he's just sitting there very sad. Now he realizes he is sent here to find Morla, the ancient one. That's right. But Morla is like a shell island. He's like, oh, look at that. It's Shell Hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he climbs up it. But no, it's a gigantic animatronic turtle. And it looks so cool. Yeah, it does. Um, the turtle's also allergic to youth, which is a weird touch to put on this. But it is so that the turtle can just sneeze and blow him off a tree over and over and over Very again. Very entertaining, yeah. Yeah. No, it's more like Right? There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, but it's we great. forgot. Oh, we're oh that was earlier. Things. No, we didn't. Say, we are moving at a more or less pace through this right I now. I know. We really are. We really are. I would say the thing about Morla is nothing really comes of this. And well, because Morla, Morla doesn't give him any information. Morla's just like, whatever, who cares? Princess dying, blah, blah, blah. I'm allergic to youth. And it ends up just being like, you know what? I don't know what the hell you want. Maybe you could go see an oracle that's 10,000 miles away. Well, that's more or less represents. So we're in this this mud, this sad place, right? Yes. And Morla is this old, like, apathetic, like, that's her, its big line is, nothing matters. Not that it matters, but. Right. Not that it matters, but. Um, but yeah, essentially more or less like thing is like, yeah, I've got nothing for you. Cause I could give a shit less. Cause I'm like, and like, even he's getting like, Atreo's getting upset. He's like, you have to tell me, tell me what you know, because otherwise we all die. And more or less like, well, at least that'd be something. I've just right. been sitting here doing nothing. So. But it really, it really is something where I don't, I don't quite understand the West of this movie. Now, if we, listen, Ugh. if you want to think about it in terms of what they're trying to do here with the quest of the kid that's reading this, like I understand all of that, but I'm just talking about the the bare bones, most practical thing. Like, where does he have to go? What does he have to do? Because it seems to me that every time he meets somebody or does something, it's just like, no, you did that. I couldn't help you. There's another thing over there. Maybe you want to go check that out. And then that leads into the but, 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 but. And it's not really until he meets the nothing in the end that any of this is made clear. Because the old man doesn't tell him to go find Morla, right? Because she's the ancient one. So she would know everything. So this kid decides to do that? On his own? Well, there's really no specific directions given okay. to him. No, no. Okay, good. All right. That's that's kind of what I was unsure but of. But he knows like... of the things that are in Fantasia, these prominent okay. things. So All he right. knows that Morla, and Morla does tell him to go see the Southern Oracle, which I don't know that right, he knew right. that before. So she does provide him with something. Um, and again, I think Morla represents the, the what can happen when you get old and stuck in your sadness. You know what sure. I mean? So, um, I don't know. That's how I see it. So that's why she was 
I, I feel like she's an old turtle lady, but yeah, I understand that. I wish I, that we saw her at the end, like instead of you know when everyone's <laughs> waving, up, but like giving him a little thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, but like not in a sad, like swampy, muddy place. Like she's now in a pretty pristine lake, and she's green again. And she's like, "Thanks for bringing me back." Nope, Morla doesn't care. No. But now we go back to the kid for a bit. Because there's all sorts of stuff happening at this school. Oh, yeah. Well, now the day is ending at school. The bell rings, mm-hmm. and it's the end of the day. He's been reading this book for most of the school day. And um, the school is closing. No one checks the attic before they leave. There's no janitor that's going to say, kid, what are you reading up there? I found this great because there is a janitor. And literally, when the last kid walks out, the janitor's like, fuck this, and turns off the it's lights. It's Friday. Just For all we know, he's place. like, TJIF, I gotta go. Yeah, There's a right. six-pack calling my name. I got the whole weekend out of me. I'll come back here on Sunday and clean this place. I don't, care. I don't care. Whatever. Well, this is when he realizes how creepy the attic is, because this is when the storm, right after school, it's like, school lets out and then a storm erupts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I Earlier we saw a skull, which is frightening enough, but now we're introduced to full skeletons in here and taxidermied animals just hanging out in this attic. It's very creepy. Very creepy. And again, only aware of this in the storm. But don't worry. Bastion finds a buttload of candles. Um, Perfect. Very dangerous. All of that wood, I can't imagine how dry that wood is there. All those cobwebs (laughs) around there. This kid is so lucky he didn't burn the school to the ground. So yeah, he's he's got himself set up in this scary upstairs area where oh this is that's right the wolf's head comes at him. In the meantime, Atreo has just been walking through the mud, which what seems like forever. He's got some kind of injury on his arm. He keeps holding his one shoulder. I don't know what happened. Must have been from getting blown uh, off the trees by by Morla all those dead. Probably I don't know. hitting sticks and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So he's, but this really but this really is this is where. He's about to be killed because we keep seeing this dog. The wolf. This wolf. This yeah. wolf. Uh, more, more, gro- ro- ro- whatever. Gamor. and Mindy, something <laughs> like that. But yeah, this thing's about to get him, which I love it at the end when the, when the thing's talking to him. Oh, when like, he goes, I almost killed that kid when I was going to, you know, but he was in like the swamp. I don't know whatever happened to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is happening at the end of this movie? His dog, his wolf is so depressed. He didn't murder this kid. And he doesn't even know that he's talking to the same kid. It's so great. So the wolf almost gets him, Mm -hmm. almost kills him. Well, because he starts slipping in the mud. He could see he's getting, it's harder and harder for him. And he's losing his hope or whatever. So he's slipping in the mud. The wolf is getting closer. And then swoop. Big dog thing. A dog dragon. A big flying dog dragon Mm -hmm. comes in. And saves him. This is when he wakes up cuddling with him. Yeah, he's just snuggled up in him. Super yeah. clean. He's super clean and bandaged up. And there's this one Bastion on the other end goes, oh boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, this kid's amazed by everything that happens in this It's an amazing fantasy. Crazy. That's why. So, yeah, he wakes up, and I love it. It's like a one-night stand for him, for a trio. Oh, he, like, tries to quietly <laughs> sneak away. Sneak away. <laughs> And even this dog's like, are you trying to sneak away? Yeah. Pretty sure you were trying to sneak away. I guess you thought I was asleep and you'd just leave. No, that's not the way it works, man. I, I also love just how convenient everything is with this. How he's like, I don't know. I got to go really far. I got to go 10,000 miles. And the dog's like, guess what? I already did that for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's this wonderful shorthand. It reminded me of in the money pit when it was like four months later, their house. Is yeah. It's like, oh, great. All right. I don't have to watch that part of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I had to go 10,000 miles. Like, actually, I took you 998. It's right so, over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You're in a good way. But then he explains, because, yeah, at first you're like, how is this possible? All right. This is. But then when he says his name, his name is Lucky. His name is Lucky. So if you have a dragon dog named Lucky helping you out in any adventure, you know you're going to be ahead of the game somehow. We all need. Wait, what? This thing's name isn't Lucky. What are you talking yeah, it about? Is isn't luck. this thing's name like a luck dragon? He's a luck dragon named Falcor. Oh, Falcor. Oh, you're right. Sorry. His name isn't Lucky. Sorry. His name is Lucky. Sorry. His name Lucky the Falcor dragon. No, he is Falcor. He is a luck dragon. He's a luck dragon. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Sorry. Yeah. He just. He just. I guess knew. Where this kid needed to go. I think it has to do with the necklace, maybe. I don't know. Don't forget, he's wearing that necklace that is supposed to protect him. The Empress gave it to him, so. Now we meet, I don't know, would we call it Billy Crystal and Carol Kane D-grade? I don't know. Yoda and Yoda's wife? Well, they're like these little gnomes that live in this. um, They are, I guess, they help take care of. It's very much like a fantasy domestic sitcom that we're in yeah, just a yeah, little yeah. while. These two are bickering, having a great time. This man should not call his wife a wench as much as he does in this movie. It's what they At call every each turn. Other. Like, I really loved it when the, the he's like, oh, I got this awesome telescope and we can like totally see these oracles. It's great. And he just yells, to the winch, wench. <laughs> yeah. I really thought that was funny. I was like, I guess this is a kid's movie. Let's keep going. Let's just, just move. She, he is like an astro... No, what does he say he is? Because he's an expert in... Uh, a scientist. He's a scientist, uh, right? Oh, I was going to say, he's a guy who really likes to watch strangers be murdered. Oh, That's what I think no. his he cl- pastime he, he, is. No, he, well, he likes watching these uh, these warriors try to get through this oracle, right? And he's, right. But he's and they never do. No, they don't. But she is like a healer. I do like, she makes a potion. Yes. To sort of for just... Atreo, and she's clearly helped bandage it up. Her potion, her potion is batwing broth with the eye, with lizard brains in it. Yeah, it's a whole thing because as he's drinking this, she has to explain. Oh, there's so much gross. So much. Did, Listen, yeah. wait till you. you know, but drink yeah, up. So drink up. You are drinking right yeah. now, like. Not the gag of after he drinks it, but you know she says it while he drinks it, and he's okay with it he's, too. He's, like, yeah, he's been out for days. They make that very clear. He hasn't eaten anything. He hasn't but he looks great. Drink. He's been all cleaned up since the swamp. It's fantastic. So he's, yeah. And now, mind you, they are they are tiny little gnomey people. So they right. take when the winch wench watch thing you were talking about. There's this like contraption that he has to get yes. in. The little man does. And meanwhile, Atreo just has to climb up a little mountain. So they're not, or up a little hill. Um, I guess just to show you the difference in their size. Um, anyway, yes, they look through this crystally telescope thing. And they see these two. And I had sent you um, uh, yeah, a picture yeah. of the oracle. And you had made, yep. yes, in, in a movie that really, like, there's no... There's not even cleavage or anything. Yeah, so there's no cursing. No. There's no real. Vi- there's no violence. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, but there's are very curvy oracles. Yes, I'm imagining the props people being like, "Hey, uh, how anatomically correct should these?" Oh my god, be? who are these like, props people? <laughs> 
I don't know whoever made these things. Whatever they're a bunch of teamsters. Together. Hey, uh, who's uh... <laughs> And can I give these things nipples or like, is this something for a kid's movie? Whatever. They're because very curvy. Yeah. Yes. Fine. You have giant boobs on your sphinxes. Fine. But I think the nips are a bit much. They were. Like it is so They were a little bit. They were a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. But they are part. It's really funny. Like it really just comes out of nowhere where I'm like, what? what? Who? And we do an angle Who? up from there. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> So it's many weird. times we're looking up, we're looking down, yeah. really tight shots. It's it's so funny because every time I'm like, who greenlit this? And it's like, oh yeah, this is funny. <laughs> I'll be it's good. Fun. Kids love big boobs <laughs> on golden statues. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. This is listen. We murdered a horse. It already damaged children. Listen, whatever. At this point, do whatever you want. That's fine. Um, this is when they watch um, through the crystally awesome telescope. They watch a, a warrior, a knight, basically, because he's dressed in this armor, try to go through the oracle. Yeah, it's like a gate. There's two sphinxes on either side. Yeah. It's like a dog, right? This thing can smell your fear. Is that basically how he explains it? Like, yeah, it's kind of like if you're, it's not even fear. It's like if you're true of heart or yes. whatever. Because he's like, because the kid basically takes over and is like, I'm looking through his telescope, old man. Now, you've seen plenty of people die. Yeah. And he's like, What's happening? Are their eyes open? Are they closed? He's like, no, no, no. Their eyes are closed. And then you see that their eyes start to open. Slowly. This guy and, and his horse. I'm glad the horse made it out okay. Oh, He's yeah. not injured. Right. We already watched one horse die. <laughs> but these things open their eyes and totally like zap this dude. Yeah, yeah. And fry yeah. him because later we oh, see him and he's, he's like a, a burnt. He's a crispy yeah. critter. When that, when, that, when that kid sees him later, it's very scary. Yeah, it is. It is. But no, right after Atreo watches this happen, he gets a little nervous. He's got this little, like, face that he makes that he does a couple yeah. of times throughout the movie. And then he's like, all right, I'm, I got to do it. I got to go through it. And the little the little old gnome man is like, no, no, no. I haven't even told you about the second gate. Yes, it's much worse than the first. Mm-hmm. And it, This really is, like, a, a standard kids kind of, like, adventure movie where it's like, we do not no. We are not spending time with these people. Uh, uh-uh. it's meeting a fun character, right. moving on, meeting another one, moving on. Because I, this kid really does watch this dude get blown to hell mm-hmm. and cooked, and he's just like, you know what? I gotta go down there. I gotta go do this. I'll see you guys. Well, he's like, I'm on. I'm on a mission. I got a final. Yeah, I got. I gotta get there. I gotta figure this out. This this world is coming apart, and I gotta. And this is probably. Well, not probably. I think this is the most dicey thing that he goes through. I mean, I know his horse died, um, but this is really, like, he's really close to being killed. Yeah, well, because he starts out and he's doing great. And even though yeah. the guy watching is like, oh my gosh, he's going to make it through. And then he t- he looks down at the charred remains of the other guy. And that's when he takes a big gulp and it takes a minute and you see the eyes start to little peel, a little light open. And yep. the gnome guy starts yelling, and this is when Bastion too on his end yep. is yelling, "Run! Just go! Just be brave!" And Otreo runs, and literally like makes a jump and just misses the laser. Um, but he misses it, and he's even he's like, "Oh, fucking did he's it!" Like, That's great. Let's go on to whatever's next. And I almost feel like something happened with this movie where they put the whole thing together and audiences were just like, what's happening now? Now it's winter. What's going on? Cause now we get 
the longest monologue in this movie of the old guy being like, now he's going to go to the second thing. And let me tell you what this is all about. Uh, Because sometimes it drives people crazy and they're all mad and nobody's ever made it through here live. And I'm like, thank God he explained this because I would not understand why he's in the snow, why there's a mirror, why this is supposed to be freaky. None of this. Because it's not for the old guy being like, this drives people out of their minds. He looks in the mirror, sees the kid reading the book, and then is like, oh, well, that was weird, and walks right through. Like, that's it. But Bastion freaks out. He gets the most yeah. freaked out as the kid reading it. Because yes. that's part of it. So uh, this is the one part. Remember I said, I, there's one little piece that I didn't remember. I don't remember this. I don't remember the snowiness. I don't remember him yeah. looking. Because he does. He, so he gets to this, like, mirror. And yeah. like you said, the, the little gnome guy explains it all. And it's that this is when you see your true self. And when you see your true self, true. sometimes he said, like, people that are good learn that they're bad. People that, you know, whatever. You yeah. see the trueness of your heart, and it's not always what you think it is. But also, I sort of understand, because he is kind of like, I don't know. I watched my horse die and just got almost got blown up like 10 minutes ago. This is nothing. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Right this yeah. I'll just look at it. Okay, okay. It's a kid with a book. All right. And then yeah, off I go. This Oh, but this when Bastion reads that or sees that, he goes, this is too far. This is too far. It's too, <laughs> too much. Far. That old man's messing with yeah. me with this book. I don't get it. I like your interpretive readings of this. I really <laughs> like, You're like Thank you. <laughs> yes. This is when the oracle tells him what... What do I need to do? This is what he thought this whole journey. He thought that more love would tell him this. What is it that I need to do? Yeah. Oh, this is when the makers of this movie went, all right, well, you know, we have this big turtle and we have this fine dog and these old people. What should the last one be? You know what? More boobs. Let's just do no, it. Let's just go. Let's go. Now shiny blue. blue boobs. Yeah. <laughs> they're shiny. They appear to be icy. That's kind of sexy, right? Let's just do that. See, it's really funny because they do talk to him. Like, they're not ones that shoot lasers. They really do just have a conversation. And we're not talking about the boobs. The boobs don't have a conversation. The boobs are attached to his face. No, they don't. No. You want to terrify children? (laughs) Suddenly there's mouths on there and they're talking. Yeah, that would be. Oh, my God. I just wanted to be clear. It's not the boobs talking to a trailer. (laughs) I really want someone to listen to this who's never seen this and was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't think that was even a movie that was made. They just talked what about did these two sure watch? Yeah, yeah, what did these two? But but this 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 very curvy oracle explains yeah. that what the Empress needs is a new name. And he's like, I love it. He's like, I'll give her any name she wants. Yeah. What, what does she want me to call her? And this is the oracle. This is where it is. The oracle says, no, her name can only be given by a human child. It's right, a human yes. that needs to give her the name. But Trail's like, where the hell am I going to get a human? We're in Fantasia. And they're like... He doesn't live in Fantasia. Yeah. Just like go get outside the boundaries of Fantasia. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, wait, I thought this planet was Fantasia. What, like... What are they doing? And also the oracles are like, oh, also, P.S., we're just going to break apart right now. Oh, yeah. yeah we're slowly <laughs> just going to decay. conversation is over. Well, we are crumbling. Trouble is a common. Like, the nothing is taking over. And that's what basically they're like, oh, and by yes. the way, maybe expedite this mission a bit because, right. <laughs> like, we're about to crumble. Falcor flies him again. Because it's just, I guess, Falcor flew over all the obstacles and it doesn't matter. Falcor is yes. like the big Lebowski. He is so chill. He's just like, 
Mm-mm. Hey, don't worry. Everything's going to be great. We're just going to get there. And Atreo's like, I don't know. Like, these guys are, this is, I got I to gotta give her a name. And I got to get to the, the end of the Fantasia here because I got to find this human kid. And the he's just like, Falcor's just like, yeah, and you will. It's going to be groovy. Don't worry about it. We'll just, I'll get you there. I have to, I have to bring this up only because if people have been on the podcast before, I do like to mention this, uh, the voice of Falcor and the voice of the narrator and the voice of, Oh yeah, it does do a lot of voices. Something at the beginning, whatever, uh, is Alan Oppenheimer. And he's been on this podcast before because he is the voice of Skeletor who we talked about in our Christmas, our He-Man and She-Ra Christmas on Patreon, and that was a fun episode. That was a very fun episode. Um, also, this guy, 91 years old. Bless him. A credit in 2021. Wow. Credit, yeah, voicing still Skeletor. Working. This guy is still doing this That's thing. amazing. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. So. I bet because he drinks uh, egg and orange juice beverages oh, every morning. that keeps you fit. <laughs> sure does. So as he's riding Falcor, this is, again, Bastion's like... It's a shame they don't ask me. My mother had a beautiful name. <laughs> it's really like, my mom's name was pretty fucking great. Like, I wish I was in this book right now. Like, I would set all this right. Oh, well, let's keep but reading. But I'll just keep reading. It's a shame, though. It's a shame. But I think because of this confusion, and there's a storm oh, yeah. outside mm-hmm. in real life, mm-hmm. They he and Falcor, like, tumble. Like, he falls off oh, of Falcor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Falcor disappears for a long time until he's underwater. And this kid wakes up on a beach. He's he's unharmed, but he's just on the beach right now. Yeah, he's on the shore. His necklace is gone. And he doesn't know where Falcor is. So he's yelling for Falcor. Meanwhile, Falcor is flying up in the clouds, yelling for him. It's very sweet. But we finally get a character return mm-hmm. in this because we meet the rock biter who's just like, he's just a big sad sack. Like, I guess he made it. I guess this is where he This is when he's like, these hands. These powerful hands, yeah. It's such a weird monologue because it's like, I guess everything will be destroyed, but these... It's like an old boxer who's just like... He's been in retirement for years. He's like, these hands, man. These used to do some serious damage, (laughs) but but he's given up. But he says these, they they look so big, they look so protective, but they couldn't protect my friends. The nothing took them, the little snail and its rider guy and... Yep. And uh, Atreo's just like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I gotta go. Yeah. This is really depressing. Yeah. Um, like, I listen. I gotta find the human boy, and you clearly are not gonna. I would ask you to come with me, but I'm afraid at the first sight. You're of you're kind of a downer. Crying. Yeah. Like yes, a real downer. <laughs> Have you ever read The Wizard of Oz? Have you ever heard of The Cowardly Lion? I feel Lion? like you guys because are kin. You're definitely connected, yeah. But yeah, it is. It's very sad and kind of just like, like you said, for a character to return and then return in this way. It's... But this is when he wanders up into this cave where as he walks around, he sees everything that he's done. Yes, it's all painted on the cave, cave walls. Paintings. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything. And he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he's very confused at this point. Doesn't really know what's happening. But then he finally meets. Now we have a face-off. Oh, yes. Well, he sees He sees the horse. He sees the everything. And then there's also a picture of a wolf. And then he turns. And then in the cave 
is the wolf. With the very, like, you notice how that wolf's nose moves? Nose moves <laughs> a whole lot. snout. Mile. Yeah, because it's a snout. This is. My favorite thing about this wolf is they didn't have a full wolf. Like, they had a head. A head, yeah. It was perfectly animatronic. It's always in shadow. It's got two different colored eyes, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And it does look scary. Yeah, like it's it, got it, the sharp it looks, teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It looks legitimately like Red Riding Hood kind of frightening yeah, here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah. They have a very long conversation. Yeah, the, like, like the it. wolf who has been chasing him this entire time, you would think would just go in and attack. Yeah. And like you said before, the wolf is like, well, I was chasing this boy, and then I lost the boy, and I don't know what that fuck to think. My whole mission was to kill this kid. I was in the sad swamps, and I almost killed him. Are you listening to me, kid? I'm trying to tell you my whole life story here, man. And this kid, like, as this wolf is telling things, the kid's, like, reaching around me, like... For some sharp objects, sharp yeah. object here. Well, because now he knows. And I love it. He does stand up, and he's like, ha-ha, it was me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He says, I am him. You come for me. I'm the boy you're it's looking really for. really great, yeah. And the, the wolf jumps out at him, but right away, it's not even a battle. Like you said, because there's minimal violence in this movie. He's We just know that the wolf is dead and he stabbed him with this little yeah like sharp spear rock thing oh this is also and and you explained it earlier so i don't want to take too much time with it but the wolf really does explain what's happening oh this yes is the wolf is very clear like it's dying because people don't believe anymore mm-hmm. people don't you know use their imaginations or i, I know i'm just sort of well that's why fantasia is dying that, right Yes, exactly. And he's on the side of it dying. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of like Santa Claus the movie. Like oh, nobody believes. Oh. Him. Okay. And you wanted <laughs> Dudley Moore to come out and be like, "Well, now I did." I I be like, "I got like radioactive uh, candy canes yeah. here. Maybe we can, maybe we Let's can just float above it all and just forget that it's even <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They'll be floating in space very soon. Oh yeah, they do. But yeah, yeah. the oh, I did write this down. So the. The nothing represents when people lose hope and forget their dreams, and it's the emptiness, despair, and despair of the world. I wrote that down. I want so yeah, I had because to... of that. I want something at the end of this movie where this kid reading the book is like, "My dream is to be on the swim team." Oh yeah, that's right. Dad is right all along. Because that doesn't. I mean, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with this kid, but it's not like we were ever introduced what to what his dreams are or or what he hopes to be or no but it's the whole fact that he's got to keep that alive in him he's got to keep his hopes and dreams alive because that's what else the i know maybe this movie was just too abstract for me and that sounds bad that i'm a grown adult watching this and i'm like maybe this was way over my head (laughs) but i mean i almost in a weird way want certain things to just be spelled out and telegraphed where at the end of this movie the movie no, the movie ends and I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, I don't know what to think. We'll get there. But at the end of this, I was very confused. Oh, my word. In a movie where I... Sh- <laughs> it has to do with how it ends. Like, I don't... I just need him to be confident and to go into his house and to be like, Dad, this is the way it is now. Not ride a dragon through the streets and bully the bullies. He needs to and do then- that. No, he could do that without a dragon. No, like, no. He, uh, I feel like we're going to argue about this and we're almost to the end. So let's just get there. Well, I did want to say this because it reminded me yeah. of what was that movie with the spice? The, 
the power, Spice's power. <laughs> Dune? Dune. It's reminded me well, of Dune. Because the, the wolf is explaining how people with no hope are easy to control. Okay. And when you can control people, you have power. That control is power. Oh. And then that made me think of the Dune and how it was like, oh. the Spice, the Spice yeah. is power. Okay, that's all. And also because the kid was like, Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Falcor find, finds his um, necklace. Yeah, he dives into the water. In the water. Yeah, he returns it to him. Yes, really cute. Like puts it around his neck. Now they're flying through like space. It looks like, and it's just like chunks. Yeah, of the whole planet rock. has been destroyed. Yeah, it's he didn't, and even he's getting sad. At tree. I was like, God, so I failed. Like this is. You thought that the wolf was the big bad thing. But it doesn't seem that way because even the wolf is like, oh, no, the wolf I'm is a... basically working for the nothing. Yeah, the right? yeah. wolf is like, I'm a hired assassin. Like, I'm yeah. not the big bad thing here. Right, right. So through wind, the whole planet is destroyed, mm-hmm. and you're right in that they're just flying through space, which looks very peaceful. Like yeah. I understand the whole planet was destroyed. Everyone, all those big-headed people, they're all dead. They're all gone. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, well. I could do this. And they really do say like, oh, I just have to believe in myself and touch this medallion or whatever. And it, when he does it, they look, and there's this chunk that just has the princess's whole tower on oh, it. Oh, yeah, like, the ivory tower. Yeah. It's, it's completely intact. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like, hey, let's go over there because now we can wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what we need to get to. If we've destroyed the planet, maybe we could at least still save the empress. Yes. And the necklace yes. did guide them there. Uh-huh. Um, when we get there now, Atreo, oh, I guess from the battle with the wolf, he has this big slash across his chest. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit much because it doesn't look that great. Yeah, it's like either you're going to go the for it or you're not. Makeup know. and puppet work, I was like, oh, it just looks like they smeared some jelly across it. <laughs> they did, just jammed yeah. out his chest. Um <laughs> This sweet empress, boy, first of all, she's adorable with the clearest milky white skin. Yeah. Um, and she, she got a very worried look. She's like, what? Atreya, what, you're here. What are, you, what are you doing? And he's like, I failed you. But she's not even worried. She's just kind of like, hey, why the long face, Atreyu? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait this a is minute. her voice. This, this is, is her not- voice. This is she's, how she sounds. Yeah. She, she sounds is like not. old lady in Poltergeist. I just feel she's a little Southern Belle. She's the Empress of. That is not what she sounds like. The, the Earth thinks going to save us. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Boy, I didn't know that would be the impression. That and Reagan are two things I can never do again. I guess. Unless we do Poltergeist, then I'll be like. Get the TV that works. That okay. works. Okay, That's fine. not what the Empress right. sounds like, though. But she's totally chill. Like, for for being sick and dying and her whole planet exploding, she's not <laughs> the one who's worried. Because she's just You show like, up, you're like, you big faker, Empress. Look at you <laughs> sitting all prim and proper. You don't look sick at all. <laughs> you look totally fine. Why didn't you say the you're planet? You're a jerk. You couldn't think of your own stupid name, Empress. <laughs> no, the Empress. Susan, is like, there yeah, you're exactly. Done. Now can we save the planet? She is like, he is very apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like it's my fault. I failed you, and the world is gone. She's like, No, no, you didn't. He's here. You brought him with you. 
And I love that a trail is like, where? What, what are you talking about? What is with me? And she's like, the human boy, he is with you. He was with you. And again, she retells the whole yeah. everything. That, and this is when Bastion's like, are you talking about me? They right. can't be talking about me. I think it could be me. And they, they, and the world is now crumbling around her. Like things are shaking. He falls back. Something crumbles, and he falls to the ground. And um, she's, she's saying he doesn't understand that he has the power. He doesn't understand. She thinks that he's just a boy. And so why would he be so powerful? Well, and this is where he kind of understands it, but also he does say something like, "I have to keep my feet on the ground." Oh, I he screams it. Yeah, straight and narrow, like mm-hmm. just like my dad said. But then, I guess, does he just, like, yell his mother's name? Yeah. Out? Because it just she, said yelling. There was, I didn't hear the name. Oh. And even on closed captioning, it just said yelling. <laughs> like if you look online, I guess in the book, um, and I didn't read the book, so I looked online and this told me, in the book, her name is Moonchild. He yells Moonchild. Hitting me. Which is his a very his name was Moonchild. She was a hippie mama, I guess. I went to I went to uh, elementary school with a girl named Fairlight Ferguson. Fairlight Ferguson. Fairlight yep. all one word? Yeah, Fairlight, one word. Yeah. Wow. And her sister's name was like Moonbeam or something like that. See, you don't know what hippies will do when they name yeah. their kids. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I don't have kids. <laughs> All right, so so he yells out Moonchild or whatever. Uh-huh. And now he's suddenly in space, too, with this princess, and mm-hmm. she has, like, I have just a little grain of Stop it. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Stop. I can't stop now. This is the voice I had in my head before we started recording. That is I not can't. what she sounds like. All right, she's very soft-spoken. All right, but she talks about how she has a grain of sand. It's the only thing left of her planet. Mm-hmm. And but now the maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> she says that he has unlimited wishes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I did not mishear that. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is like you have unlimited wishes. What do you want to do first? Like maybe your mom returns. How about not being bullied? Because that's like part a, of saving the planet. That's part of it. These wishes, this fantasy. Yeah. Maybe you could have like a math whiz helper monkey do stuff. Maybe for you, you don't have math whiz helper. Oh, oh no no no! You just want to ride that flying dog. Okay, you could do that. That's well, fine. That would be my first thing after being through that adventure. My first thing wouldn't be like, how can you help me with my math homework? My first thing would be like. <laughs> all right i may have put that out of order but perhaps your mother not being deceased is a wish that this was part of the journey part of the story was for him to overcome the grief and the sadness that he felt from losing his mother you want you ride a flying dragon dog i think that could do it i think it would help i think it would help and I feel like the the dragon sort of embodies some of Moonchild's uh, personality, probably. Very easygoing, very, uh-huh. you got this, kid, not a problem. Yep. He's given his mother, he's given this empress his mother's name, and this empress now rules this amazing land. Yeah, because they do fly over the land, and he sees everybody, like yeah. you said. He even sees Atreyu. Atreyu's fine. He's on his horse again. Mm-hmm. They're riding through the countryside. We see some of our old characters that wave and say thank you. And then he goes to the real world where he kind of like just buzzes the bullies 
and then they jump into the dumpster because they're so scared. Yeah. Um, did you notice there are three bullies when they get out of the dumpster? There's only two. Yeah, I don't know where the other bully went. Okay. Question mark. Yeah. He killed him. All right. <laughs> and this is how this movie ends. And this is why I'm not saying I was confused, but it's such – I did say that earlier – it's such a weird, abrupt ending because the narrator does come on and the narrators, it's kind of just like, we got to wrap this up because the narrator goes, he did a bunch of cool shit before he came back to the real world. I'm like, what is happening? What are you talking about? What cool things did he do? Returning to the real world means what? What is his relationship to his dad? I hate to keep going back to the math homework, but is he a better student now? Like, I don't know. The bully saw him on a dragon dog. And I'm like, how does this help You need too him? much closure. You need, how does it help him? It helps him in his mind. He, he, he has unlimited wishes. The more wishes, the more magnificent Fantasia will become. Fantasia is this amazing planet of, of, of imagination and wonder and hope and dreams. And the more that he, he can supply it, he can fuel this. So what do you need an ending for? You need a clean earthly ending where you get to see him taking a math test and passing <laughs> and you see his teacher grading the math test and his dad taking him to swim class or whatever and watching him at a meet no right. no you know what you're right i i am asking too much of this movie like the movie hasn't given enough to you the movie it did give a lot there's a yeah. lot happening here <laughs> Still hung up on that fast snail. <laughs> it's a racing snail. And that's yeah. it. And that's how this ends. I did see that there is an animated sequel or was an animated sequel made in 1991. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen I that. didn't. No, I didn't. A lot of the people, um, some of the some of the people return to lend their voices, mainly Skeletor. He just he just does all He's the like, this is what I'll do. I'll do it till literally the day I die because I'm 91 yeah. and I'm still doing it. <laughs> it's 10 more years as Skeletor coming up. Did you enjoy it? I think enjoy. Oh my gosh. Is a bit of a stretch. Oh my. I, I, I really feel like this is, this is one of those examples of the fact that I think nostalgia is such a, strong thing because sure. I didn't have that tie to it. Mm -hmm. Under, I could understand why it would connect with kids, mm -hmm. but it didn't really connect with me. Uh, you know, But I also feel like it would be the same thing if I didn't watch Labyrinth 45 times when I was young, I probably wouldn't like it. I'd be like, oh, these are just goofy puppets and stuff. So I feel like had I seen this a lot when I was a kid, I probably really would have enjoyed it. Okay. Um, it goes... Strangely enough, and this is a weird, you know, objection to have. I thought it was too quick. I really thought because you wanted him in back in school, hanging out with his dad. No, ending <laughs> aside, I just felt like I could have spent more time with some of these creatures and some of these people, and I could have spent more time in this world understanding. All right. You know what? No, because I'm going to start to talk about like their economic system or something. <laughs> I don't want... You so, overthink. This is where you're yeah, overthinking. This is just making me sound like yeah. a dumb old man at this point. But no, it just didn't. And did he return the book? I don't know. Oh okay, God. I can keep going oh on and on. God. No, I wasn't. A... No, this this wasn't. Oh, it was breezy. But sure. It's like it wasn't painful for gonna... you to watch, but it no, wasn't no, something. No, not at all. And would you recommend through... it to your girls? 
Would you have the girls watch it? I would say my youngest probably would really like it. Yeah. And uh, I now have 24 hours for her to watch it because you get the rental. Oh, yeah, days. you get it. So you get a little I, more time maybe on Maybe tomorrow that. she can watch it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You loved it as a kid. What did you, what did you think I about? did. Listen, I did. I liked it as a kid. I, I, I did. I enjoyed it as a kid. Um, and then even now, I've, I, I see what you mean for the nostalgia, but I think even had I not seen it as a kid, it just... Yeah. I liked it. I liked that. But I'm, I like, I like books. This is I a like movie kids. That's I right like... up your alley. Yes. Like this is a, yes. this has Jamie Lorello written all over the VHS box. Basically. Yeah. This fits my, yeah. And so even if I didn't see it as a kid, like I totally get what you're saying that seeing it as a kid definitely enhanced that whole feeling of like, oh, yes. But, yeah. um, as an adult, I liked watching it and finding these other... Because I didn't pick up on all those subliminal things that I was trying to explain mm-hmm. to you along the way. Like, well, this is what this yeah. represents. And that. I didn't pick up on all that stuff as a kid. Yeah. I didn't think like that. But now, there were so many... I wrote down a couple of quotes. Like, somebody... Oh, I think it's the gnome lady that is like, things have to hurt for them to get better. Like, there's all these cute oh, little yeah. one-liners right. that are like... Like, I'm like, I feel that. I feel that in a deep way, you know? <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked it the second time around as well, or the adult time around. I also feel like with me, um, even as a kid, like, I didn't like fantasy stuff. I yeah. knew I didn't. And it, it just continued on. Like, in high school, when people were like, oh, Lord of the Rings, you got to read it. Like, I read half of it and I was like this is not not your jam I don't no I don't understand this I don't care about any of this elf and shit like no it's not for me so and yeah this is just too so what would your recommendation be then my recommendation has nothing to do with this movie because we've given up on that Um, I'm going to recommend a movie from 2020 that I just saw it's called Lucky oh oh so maybe it does relate to the Lucky Dog Dragon see um I'm going to tell you what the how this movie starts because I think it's enough. It's not giving anything away, but it might be enough for people to see it. Uh, this woman and her husband, at night, their house is broken into. And the woman, like, wakes her husband up and she's like, there's some creep in the backyard. I think he's breaking into the house. The husband gets up and is like, oh, it's that guy that breaks into our house every night and tries to kill us. Oh. And they go down. They thwart it, and the next morning, like, as a viewer, I'm watching this going, did I hear him say that? Yeah. And, like, at the breakfast table, she's like, hey, you said some really weird stuff last night. And he kind of is just like, I can't even talk to you when you're like this. I'm out of here. Oh. So the movie really does become someone tries to break into her house every night and kill her. And as the movie goes, she starts to understand what's happening. You start to understand what's happening. Mm. And it's a, I don't want to say what it's a metaphor for. But it's a really, really smart and clever movie. Okay, lucky. So people should lucky. check it out. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I like it. I'm writing it down. That means All I right. really liked it. So I still kind of related mine to this in the sense, I know we're kind of dropping that, but I did it anyway, um, in the sense that I, this was a kid's movie that I recently watched, and I loved it. Okay. And just like this, watching The NeverEnding Story kind of made me like because you got to be a little um nostalgic reminiscent i like felt like a kid again watching it like oh gosh i remember what i felt like watching this movie anyway sure this movie that uh i watched i guess we watched it in december 
it was recently came out in 2020 on Apple TV. Um, it's the movie Wolf Walkers. It's this animated, um, it's super sweet. Your girls would love it. Your, I think the girls would really love it. It's very sweet. It's very well done. Um, it takes place in like the 1600s in Ireland and it's got all this groovy music to it. It, it, we watched it and I felt like a kid again watching it and I can't recommend it enough. Um, oh my God, we've been talking for two hours. Two hours, <laughs> two hours. The never-ending story was an hour and a half long. Oh my God. <laughs> can't take it anymore. Yeah, but to be honest, like we, we've got your plumbing issue in here and we've got a whole so bunch of many issues. mishaps. Speaking of plumbing issues, everybody, uh, remember you can go to our Patreon so you can pay for me. Oh, to there's that. Oh, um, right. But... The reason I bring it up yet again is next time we're going to do a patron suggested episode. It's time, Jamie, because I've had this DVD sitting at my oh, house. Oh, yeah. It's just sitting by mine, too. What, two months now mm -hmm. we've had these things sitting here. It was easy enough for everybody to probably find uh, Never Any Story. We're going to do something that I'm assuming you and I are going to watch and the patron who suggested it is going to watch. <laughs> and everybody else might just have to listen to us talk about this and go, I don't know what the hell's going on. I've never it, seen it or heard of it, yeah. It is a TV miniseries, two episodes, two parts. Two discs. Starring Phoebe Cates. I do love me some Phoebe Cates. And Angela Lansbury, if I you mean, checked out the back. Murder, she wrote. It is... <laughs> It is called Lace. Just L not Lacey. Nope, not just Lace. Lace. Yeah. So we're going to be checking this out. Now, here's what I will say, Jamie. It took us two hours to talk about an hour and a half long movie. I don't know how long this is. I'm assuming it's probably three plus hours. So if we, maybe, I'm not sure that this will be the case. If we have to do like a, a multiple recording session, yes. Yeah. We might record it or might put it out as a two-parter we won't make you wait two weeks between the episodes but maybe put one out on one friday one the next and then the next episode the that'll, satisfy. that'll satisfy yeah if it's a lot i mean if it's just characters sitting around talking for long stretches and not really saying anything i think we can handle we that yeah. might be able to breeze yeah, through it yeah. but this is a big thing and we're very excited to our wonderful patron michelle who told us how to get it how to find it and took the opportunity of being a wonderful patron to have us watch something very long. And this is the second, I'm going to challenge you, Michelle, next year to give us another movie where we have to buy the disc because we had to get Sweet Liberty. Oh, yes, Sweet Liberty was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a long one, uh, especially for you patrons. Everybody else is probably listening. They're like, they keep the saying hell? how long. Yeah, yeah but it's Ooh, really They're not. right up against it's the same time as this movie. Everybody else has heard us for two hours already. Uh, but everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate all your support. Uh, tell your friends about the show. And we will talk to you again in two weeks. Until then, have a great two weeks, everybody. Goodbye. Turn Look at what you see.
I like children. I, what is this ticking noise? I hear what the hell it. I hear is it happening too. here? I don't know. I can't take it anymore. This podcast is fucking cursed. Tonight's recording.